Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. I'm Caleb Oaks. Hey, Caleb. Today, we thought we might talk about how you're using data in um, One Lake. Is it One Lake? Dang it. I'm uh, well, I'm using in, in Azure, Azure Data Lake. Lake. Um, but I think the concepts that we're going to talk about are still very, they're kind of like the same, right? Okay. Right. right. And I think that's kind of the key of what we want to talk about today is how those, how the, how Microsoft is thinking about one lake and how right now, at least how we're doing, um, building out some models and stuff by keeping some of those concepts alive. The biggest one being um, one copy of your data. Right. So you're not, for different um, projects, you're not pulling data all over the place, like having a set of data inside an import model in a Power BI, for example, or inside of Excel or something like that. Right, right. Or or just, you know, having a copy of your data in one layer and then another one and then another one until right. you finally get to your end result and people are using stuff in between. Like, you don't want to do any of that stuff because then, cause then you've got one person, you got one version of data and another person who got another right. because the job failed or whatever. How right, human you know. sink and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. All right. So how are you approaching that now? I know you just did a project for a client, you and the team. Mm-hmm. Um Got them going on all the time that are like this, but this one came to mind for you this afternoon. Yeah. So I actually just, I actually did a lot of the work on this one. So, um, the client had, has, now they've got a bunch of data sources, but we're starting with one and we created a model for it. Um, and the way that, that we set things up is we've got an Azure data lake and we pipe the data in into, uh, Parquet and Delta files. Um, and then we build our model with serverless views on top of that. So it's just querying those Delta files um, and then shaping it with SQL into a way that's going to work really well for a Power BI model. So we can ultimately build the reports that we want. Um, so we decided to pull in another data source um, and a little bit of background on how this used to work in the old days Yeah, uh, is you would have a database. Um, you would have your, technically you could have done this in this database, but I don't think anybody thought of it because database tools had a lot of, um, things built in like constraints. And when I say constraints, like foreign keys and primary keys and, um, auto incrementing IDs and things like that. Um, and the, the, the tools now are just better for doing this type of thing. Delta files and parquets and stuff are they're just better for handling large amounts of data and doing what I'm about to explain. Right. So I'll get into it. All right. So, <laughs> so you've got, uh, so anyway, we pop, brought in the other data source, um, all into its own area in the data lake and its own parquet and Delta files. Um, and then inside of our serverless SQL, what we ended up doing is unioning and creating, um, views on top of those files that query, the files individually, um, and created our common dimensions like customer and item, um, salesperson, location, things like that. Um, into, so when you look at like our serverless SQL, uh, database, yeah. it's kind of hard to call it a database because it's really just an engine. And you should probably explain what serverless, serverless SQL means. Yeah. So serverless SQL is, uh, it's really just compute on top of your, uh, on top of your files. So you've got your files sitting in data lake. Um, that's different than like a standard database. Right. In a standard database, you actually load the data into a database, and that database maintains like a SQL like, server database. Yeah, right. it'll maintain like statistics and stuff on it. Parquet and Delta files um, don't have. That's not a. It's not a database, right? So right. you can. It's nice because you can query that with a bunch of different tools. It 
kind of opens the the door to more options for you. So um, serverless sits on top of that and allows you to write code against those files and and manipulate that. In T-SQL. Yeah, T-SQL. So people who are familiar with using a SQL server can still write views and so on the way they're used to, but they're not having to write it against a SQL server database. They're writing it against the Parquet files in right. the data lake. Okay, right, right, great. exactly. So the nice thing about that is that, as we were saying earlier, it's one copy of data, right? You're just querying right. those files and shaping it the way that you want. Um, now, that might give you some concern um, about performance. And believe me, I've also had those same concerns. Serverless SQL has like completely blown me away at how well it performs. I'm doing pretty basic stuff like some joins um, and some CTEs and, you know, not, I wouldn't say super advanced. I wouldn't say super beginner, kind of intermediate type stuff in this SQL, but it performs really, really well. Um, you know, we're talking like 3 million rows in our fact table um, and it'll, you know, it refreshes in like three minutes. So it's really impressive. Um, so anyway, so we put that put that layer of SQL on top of these files in our serverless SQL. And then when you're looking at the objects inside of your serverless SQL database, you see, you know, just your standard, like here's your customer dimension, here's your item dimension, here's just your looks sales like what fact you're used table. To. Yeah. Looks like what you're used to. Um, so the great thing about that, like I said, you have one copy of data in your data lake, and then now you've got this you, I would call it the semantic model on yeah. top of that. That's pulling together two totally different systems um, and making them look like one. So you can have consolidated reporting across both of those, in yeah. both those business units. So it's what we used to do in the old days where we would load the data from both of those systems into a SQL server and then do all kinds of work to get it so that we've got conformed dimensions and, and those types of things, and then do reporting views to make your semantic model there. But you're not having to be constrained by all the things that you're constrained by by being in a SQL server. You can just load it into the data lake. You can write that semantic model using your serverless SQL just against the data that you want to. You might have other data sources in there. You might have all kinds of stuff in there, but you produce this semantic model layer, this view for the user that makes it really easy for someone who is used to that star schema type approach to reporting to, to deal with their stuff. Right, right, exactly. I think what I like about it most is that it's it's kind of like what we used to do in inside of like a data warehouse where you would do that, a bunch of that transformation in some SQL code, but then you'd load it actually to another physical table. Right, um, right. And with the way that serverless works, there might still be like, you know, really heavy data cleansing work that you need to do where you still would want to do that just for performance sake. But in most cases for us, just doing that, um, you know, having those queries directly on top of the data simplifies things a lot, right? You don't have, like, for example, I'll give you an example. So when, if something was wrong, let's say in that separate physical table, usually a fact table, um, what, one of the troubleshooting steps would be, okay, go look at the SQL that puts that table together and kind of try and piece it together and like, step where did step. it go wrong? Right. Um, now the way that you would do that is that you're, it's just one step. Yeah. Like you're not having to say, okay, what happened here? Let me did go we back and look at staging. Like, yeah, yeah. Like what happened? It's yeah. just, no, you just query that. Like 
if as long as that query is good, you're still good. You don't have to worry about missing an update. You don't have to worry about, you know, something going wrong in a procedure or failing halfway through or whatever. You know, you just run your query against your data. Because it's, kind of, it's kind of raw data sitting in there mm-hmm. in, the, right. in the parquet files. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So you're doing that in um, Azure Data Lake right now. Um, Fabric One Lake is out, and we've used it. Some mm-hmm. people, some people are using it a lot, but it's not quite at parity yep. with Azure or Data Lake, but it's close, right? Yeah, and, I mean it's pretty close. I think some of the code actually gets a little bit simpler inside of Fabric, which is nice. The reason why, in this particular instance, why we're not in Fabric and why we won't be for I don't know how long for them and the, and these scenarios is that we're pulling data from an on-prem SQL Server, and you have to have an integration runtime or a data gateway. Um, to pull data into the cloud or yeah. into one lake or into Azure data lake. Like and that's a little agent sitting on that SQL mm-hmm. server. And right now, um, those are not supported inside of fabric pipelines. Okay. So we're okay. doing it in, in uh, Azure. That's got to yeah. be around the corner. I mean, it has to be. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm See, actually surprised it didn't, it didn't come right. it out of the box. But there See. are other ways you can do it. They're just not well suited for moving a bunch of data. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I like the uh, case study there. Um, and we're going to just keep getting, we're doing more and more of this, getting more and or better at and better at it. I have a feeling, you know, the whole industry has been moving this way for the last three years or so, but it, and it's really becoming mainstream. And the, I think the Azure Data Lake and the Fabric um, One Lake, the performance is what really makes it easy to do. Like, you don't have to go back to the SQL Server to get the performance you want, generally. Yeah. Sounds like there might be some cases still where you would do that. but Yeah, yeah. But your SQL Server is going to have the same, you know, it's going to choke on that, too. And it's just going to get into some heavier data engineering questions. But, yeah, you're right. All right. Okay. Well, I think that's good for today. Oh, Nicole's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you say it. <laughs> uh, please hit that subscribe button. Yep. Like, like, and, subscribe. like, like and subscribe. Yeah, if, if you like the content. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks.